0: Another way to play, episode 94. I think there's so much distrust out there with real estate agents. And real estate agents, you know, we have a stigma, right? We have this thing that we're working backwards from. We're trying to reverse the image. And, you know, one of my goals is to try to reverse that image myself, it's to try to show my clients that. I actually care about you. One of the things that I'll be sure to do when I'm working with a client is to literally tell them, like, I can't advise you to buy this property. This is Matt Layton, real estate agent with The Battle Group in Arlington, Virginia. And if you wanna learn to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to another way to play with my good friend, Hans Struzina. Welcome to Another Way to Play,
1: your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the 9-to-5 rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is another way to play with your host, Hans Struzina.
2: This is another way to play. I am your host, Hans Struzina, and I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest is Matt Layton. He is a realtor with The Battle Group out in Arlington, Virginia, and has a pretty incredible YouTube presence. Uh, He's got over 17,000 followers and uh, currently over 2.3 million views on his channel, which is all about Arlington, Virginia real estate. In this conversation, we talk obviously about video marketing and how he's used it effectively in his business, um, but also his story, which um, started with him kind of floundering to figure out what he was going to do. It uh, wasn't until 2014 that he got into real estate officially, started the channel in a, roughly 2015, and has just been committing to it ever since. Uh Generally speaking, we talk about authenticity and really figuring out who you are, who your audience is and communicating uh, truly to yourself and then effectively to those people. Um, He also talks about uh, how he uh, has gotten one of his most popular videos, in fact, got uh, him out of that ethos and he has a really hard time watching it, even though it has nearly 700,000 views. Uh, So guys, tune into this one, real estate or not, uh, you're going to learn a lot about video marketing and being authentic to yourself online. Um, So there's a lot of takeaways here for you. And if you get value out of this one, as always, if you would uh, be so kind as to head over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review because it does really help me gain critical feedback on the show and keep getting better, uh, which is what I'm looking to do and keep providing valuable content to you all. So thanks in advance for doing that. And without any further ado, let's go ahead and bring him in. Here's my buddy, Matt Layton. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really excited to uh, have this conversation with you.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it and uh, looking forward to uh, talking with you and um, you know sharing my journey.
2: Definitely. Well, you've got a pretty cool journey to share. You and I are obviously both in real estate. You're on the East Coast in the Virginia market. I'm over here in California on the West Coast. And one thing that you have that I've really been admiring of you and your marketing and the way you're doing your business is your YouTube channel, which is huge. And I want to get into that, how you built it and all that fun stuff. But before we get there, let's back up and let's uh, let's build some context for the audience and talk about where your journey really began.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, I'm a real estate agent in Arlington, Virginia, and I was born and raised in Arlington, Virginia, which is rare for the area because I'm not sure if you've been here before or you just know the DC um, area in general. But, you know, like a lot of big cities, um, it's a very transient area. So, people are always coming in and out. So, whenever I tell people that I'm actually from and born and raised in Arlington, you know, it takes them back because they don't expect um, locals to stay in the area. But that's one of the reasons that I got into real estate was because I loved the Arlington area so much. And, you know, my background, I had, you know, a, an amazing um, childhood, I would say. Um, I went to college in Virginia at James Madison University. I studied marketing at James Madison. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, did your degree help you? Do you have to have a college degree to get into real estate? And I think my degree may have helped me a little bit. Um, I wasn't the best um, student in the world. I kind of went to class to go to class and kind of just went through the motions. And it really started after college, once I started figuring out what I really wanted to do and what I was really passionate about. And I'm only passionate about a few things. Um, One is Washington Capitals hockey, uh, right? DC sports. Um, And two is Arlington County. Um, I seriously like love where I live. I could tell you about every single street, every single block, and right after college, um, I didn't get into real estate immediately. I took a sales job over the phone um, selling uh, marketing uh, software to small businesses, which is ironic because um, I am now like a small business and uh, I need marketing, right? I'm like marketing (laughs) my own small business. But um, I took that job because It was a sales job and it was over the phone sales. So in the morning, you know, you get your leads, right? You get the people you need to call and you pick up the call, um, you get hung up on and then you call the next number. And Mm -hmm. um, obviously that's not something I'm going to do until I'm 55 and blue in the face. But I think talking over the phone, um, communicating with another human being, solving someone's problems because I wasn't selling snake oil. I was selling like a legitimate solution. So I think solving someone's problem and communicating is, um, almost a lost art communicating over the phone. um, especially, um, you know, in the younger, I'm a millennial, um, the younger generations, I feel like whatever it is I wanted to do, I knew I'd be have to sell someone um, and I don't like using the term sell someone, but you know, I feel like I would have to talk to someone over the phone and convince them that I could help um, solve their problem. So I did that for about um, six to eight months. And this isn't a story about how I was the number one person in the company and I was going on all the awards trips because the reality was I was near the... Um, the relegation line, um, if you will, if you're <laughs> like a soccer fan or, you know, know anything about sports, you know, the the people that are at the bottom that might get mm-hmm. demoted to the minor leagues. Um, that was me at my job. I was, you know, no exaggeration, you know, called into the manager's meeting one day. And, you know, if, if things didn't improve, you know, I wasn't going to be around. And that's just how sales are. So I was at oh, that wait. job for, you know, six to eight months. And then at the end of the job is when I started seriously looking into real estate. And my brother, he's three years older than me. He flips houses in the area. Um, I know everyone says that we should do like DC Property Brothers, DC Property House Flippers. That's something that we long overdue that we should do. But he was telling me about real estate, how it was so awesome, this, that, and the other. I was convinced. So I got my real estate license in 2013 I joined a brokerage, a rental only brokerage Mm. from 2013 to 2014. Um, Met an amazing um, agent in 2014. I kind of hit my wall with that rental company. I was looking for a little bit more. This other agent was looking to bring someone on. I had no idea about real estate sales and he kind of had too many real estate leads going on that he didn't know what to do with. So that was April of 2014. It is now April two thousand twenty and you know we 've been together um, for the past six years, so that 's kind of my uh, long story short introductory journey into the real estate game
2: man, thank you for breaking that down for us because I think a lot of people, especially if they just came across you on the internet, especially on YouTube, would just assume that you came out of the gate swinging right and you yeah. you everything you touched turned to gold and you know, it sounds like you and I actually had a very similar experience with our first sales roles. I was selling beer for a very short time, then solar after that door to door in home. And gosh, I made like the bare minimum to stay there. And luckily they kept me on. and I was able to to make it happen. But it sounds like you and I had a similar sales experience in the very beginning, which yeah. wasn't successful necessarily. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's instant success is the furthest
0: thing from like my background. I've never been rookie of the year. I've never been like, I'm not out here saying I'm I'm the top agent in the company. You know, my first year in real estate doing the rentals, I think I made like, you know, $22,000. I literally did a video about it. I made mm-hmm. $22,000. And, you know, before that in my agent bio, I, I, I feel kind of bad about this, but I'm going to admit something to you. I said something like, with all my connections, I closed over 50 transactions my first year. And, you know, the reality is those are 50 rental transactions. Mm-hmm. You know, I think once I opened up and shared my truth about like how much I really made, what really happened and, you know, that it took me, you know, almost eight or nine months to close a sale, you know, in real estate, every realtor just wants to, you know, be the top 1%. I'm a top producer, I'm this and that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, You know, something changed. I want to be true to myself and I want to be true to your followers because, you know, I don't want followers. I want a community. And I think your community can relate with your imperfections and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, if it took him eight months to close a deal and now he's, you know, doing this, then, you know, that'll give me, you know, some light because I get YouTube comments like, Matt, are you a millionaire? Like, Matt, like, can I get into real estate? How long will it take me? Like, what are your commissions? And, um, you know, the reality is you can make 100K your first year. You know, you can close five deals in your first month or it may take you, you know, a year to close your first transaction. So, it really just all depends.
2: Totally. Let's dig in on that just a little bit further because I love the authenticity that you're bringing right now those first deals like especially when you're new to an industry especially when you're young like you're in your 20s and you're just starting something right a lot of people think there's like a fake it till you make it mentality that you have to employ and to some degree that's true especially in a large transaction like a real estate purchase or sale Um, if you don't know what you're doing you kind of have to fake it or you have to bring someone in as a co-list or something Um, but like, what advice are you giving to people right now who are starting out, you know, whether it's in real estate or something else and they have no sales, they have very little background, but they've got some hustle and they're just trying to get their foot in the door and, and get a commission. Like, how do you think someone should approach that in a way that's true and authentic while still being able to do business?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Two parts. Number one, get a mentor. You have to get a mentor, especially in real estate there has to be someone that you can trust that you can go to and that you can like seriously add value to and you can make their life easier like what sort of top producer can you ease the burden can you make their life easier this isn't something where you're emailing people and say hey can i pick your brain like can i do this like can i do that it's literally like hey i can help you how can i make your life easier they're going to recognize that let you in and they're going to open up and show you how they do their business. Because one of my biggest mistakes was trying to reinvent the wheel. I wanted to take this like completely brand new approach and do things my way. When in reality, hundreds of thousands of agents have come before me, have figured out how to work with prospects, how to close deals, how to do A to Z. And if I were to go back in time, what I would do is um, literally be like a little puppy dog following around my mentor, taking notes, learning everything Um, about that process. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of um, actually getting the clients and closing the deal, I think it really just comes down to um, just treating them as a human being and not as a transaction. It may sound cliche uh, and obviously I'm not running a charity, right? I'm running a business and I need to be working with those people that are actually going to be closing deals, but I need to treat other people Um, as I would want to be treated and as a human being, because when you're just after the commission, when there's dollar signs in your eyes, people know that and people recognize that. So come at it with compassion, come at it with empathy. And I think the sales will follow from that.
2: Fantastic advice. So, you know, and I think it piggybacks on the concept of a fiduciary. I just made a video about this that I just launched on my on my YouTube channel. Like I said, before we recorded, I'm taking after you and I'm, I'm getting after it on YouTube and putting some content out there. Um, and I did a video recently about the fiduciary, which is basically just the, the legal concept of putting the other person's uh, best interest ahead of your own. And that is our license in a nutshell. And um, living that to a T and really bringing that care and you know, being willing to say, I don't know, but I'm going to go ask my mentor. I'm going to go get you that answer when you don't know so that someone can actually trust that what you're telling them is real and you're not just blowing smoke to earn that commission, like you said.
0: Yeah. And I think there's so much um, distrust out there with real estate agents, you know, everyone's, you know, movies, TV shows, um, TV commercials, you know, I, you know, used car salesman, no offense to the used car salesman, but real estate agents, you know, we have a stigma, right? We have this thing that we're working backwards from, we're trying to reverse the image. And, you know, one of my goals is to literally try to reverse that image myself. It's to try to show my clients that I'm not like everyone else, like I actually care about you. One of the things that I'll be sure to do when I'm working with a client is to literally, tell them like, I can't advise you to buy this property. Like I'll literally say that. And obviously I'm not saying that if they're showing strong interest in the property and it's genuinely a good fit for them. But if they're wavering, if they're unsure, if I can tell that they're forcing it a little bit, or there's some, you know, time frame. I may just say, listen, um, we just started our search. I know this is our first weekend out. I know you have to move. I just want to let you know that there may be other properties coming available in the next couple of weeks, couple of months. Similar to this, maybe a little bit um, underpriced because this one's overpriced. So I just want to let you know, you probably shouldn't buy this one or something along those lines where it literally shows them that they're like, well, wait a second, this guy's a salesperson, but he's telling me not to buy the house. Um, That's something that I really like doing with clients.
2: Yeah, man. I've done that myself and I've gotten two or three referrals from that client. They ended up buying only a couple of weeks later. Um, and then they've sent me a ton of awesome referrals as well because I cared. I showed them that I put their interest ahead of mine. And we were talking about like a, like a $1.8 million house. It was not a cheap house. It was a big commission on the line and I talked out of doing it. So I can yeah. tell you that authenticity and putting those other people first, regardless of if you're in a real estate transaction or Another business doing the right thing for that client will pay like tenfold down the road if you if you really commit to that
0: yeah, you know something that goes through my head is um, it's not because it's not happening now, it's just not yet. So mm-hmm. if a deal falls through, it's not like the deal's not going to happen, it's just not yet, or if like I've submitted multiple offers and we don't get it, it's like it's still going to happen just not yet.
2: Yep. so I
0: think that's like the sum of like all my marketing and all my mindset. I'm not in it for like right now, I'm in it for like when the time actually does happen. So if it doesn't happen now, it's just not yet.
2: Totally. That's a fantastic mindset and is hard to adopt, especially when you're in the heat of the moment. But if if you can hold that to be true, I totally agree with you that not yet concept, 100%, especially if you treat people right, it'll happen. Yeah, it's Um, instant
0: gratification. You know, everyone wants it right now, right now. And I'm the same way. And I've been caught, you know, looking at the MLS and wondering why all these other agents are getting deals and I'm not getting deals. And, you know, then I look at the the history of the property and then I see that that same agent, you know, rented out the property seven years ago. And so then I'm like, my logical mind takes over. I'm like, okay, well, this person clearly had a seven-year relationship. And here I am, you know, I sent out one mailer to them last week, and I'm wondering why they didn't call. So, right. you know, everything, you know, I produce the YouTube videos, I watch the YouTube videos, and, you know, I see a lot of instant gratification videos out there because it does happen, but that is a very, very small percentage of those deals.
2: Yeah, man. Speaking of YouTube and, and the marketing, which you brought in a little bit earlier in your very first sales role, um, since this is another way to play, like there's a lot of real estate agents out there. There's a lot of people out there trying to um, do their various businesses, whether it's sales or starting a company. Um, let's talk about YouTube. When did that actually come into your world? When did you start the channel? And then what was the purpose in the very beginning? Um, and then how did you think about it? And then how, uh, of course, how has that evolved uh, since then?
0: Yeah, so I got my license in 2013, uh, um, started focusing on sales in 2014, and started my real estate YouTube channel in 2014. Um, to give you an idea, in 2015, um, I closed a YouTube Lead uh, for $1.1 million. So almost- Boom. 6 months after I started my YouTube channel less than that is when I got the lead and you know it took us um, you know a hot second to find the actual property but it took a very short amount of time to see the um fruits of the YouTube marketing and the reason that I did started with YouTube well it's for one main reason I needed someone to call my phone I needed to give people a reason to call me because You know, as I started this interview off, you know, I'm born and raised in Arlington and I feel very confident about the neighborhoods, the subdivisions, but I know that. Other people don't know that. So how am I going to tell as many people as possible? You know, this isn't me saying, hey, I'm number one. I was born and raised here. You should use me like as your real estate agent. Instead, I took the value approach and said, hey, let me publish a video about every single Condominium building in Arlington. Now, there's some that I haven't done, but if I publish a video and you're a buyer looking for real estate in Arlington, Virginia, you're going to see like 50 to 70 videos about different properties in Arlington. Who do you think you're going to call when you're ready to buy oh, yeah. a condo? Like, there's no other options. So, the main reason was to be seen as an expert. In Arlington real estate, and you know, keep in mind, I had two deals under my belt when I did that YouTube deal. Um, that was my third deal, you know, a million dollar deal, which you know, average sales price is like six fifty in my area, so it's mm-hmm. it's not uncommon. But um, you know, people are still asking me to this day if I get YouTube leads from the videos. And you know, 2015, Hans, that's five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, I was getting. YouTube leads. So of course, video marketing works. It's just targeting the right audience and being seen as an expert. Because it's one thing if you go to a barbecue and you tell everyone there, I'm a real estate agent. I'm an expert in this neighborhood. But it's another thing if you go to that same barbecue and the people there have looked you up because they were researching the area and they say, oh, are you the YouTube guy that talks about the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just very powerful.
2: Yeah, man. The show don't tell is really at, at its core what you're talking about. And you're providing a ton of value because I'm sure that in those videos, you're giving insights or thoughts or uh, something that only a realtor would know as opposed to someone who's just looking at the building who's fresh and doesn't have any idea. So you're bringing a lot of value right out of the gate um, and doing it for free.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the funny thing happens, you never know who's watching the videos. And I I go to like realtor happy hours, not now, of course, but, you know, I'll have um, realtors like take me aside during happy hour and say, Hey, I I just want to let you know, I watched your your video and um, then just told those things to my client and close the deal. It it really helps me out. So I just want to say thanks. And listen, I'm all for that. Like if you're winning, I'm winning. I don't see it as competition. I see it as raising the bar in the industry. So, I don't really care who's watching because at the end of the day, whenever this is done, I feel like my energy is going to attract the type of clients that I want. And I'm not too concerned about other real estate agents like taking my videos or using my videos or showing their clients my videos.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So from that very first video and that strategy in the beginning about hitting all the condominium complexes uh, in your market, to now you have 248 videos and over uh, 2.3 million views on the channel like how has the channel evolved and how is what you're doing and the kind of content you're producing changed over the last five years um, as of course times have changed and markets have changed and all of that sort of thing
0: I think the biggest thing is to focus on your audience. So figure out who you want actually watching the videos, because there have been videos that I put out uh, because they're ego boosting videos. I put out one video where I think it was called how I got on TV and it was talking about me, me, me I'm on TV. This is how it happened. I think that view might've gotten like 84 views. You know, no one watched it obviously because um, no one cares and there was nothing of substance for the audience so those people that did watch it clicked away immediately so in terms of how my um content has changed over the years i focused on two different audiences number one are people searching for arlington va real estate and my goal starting out was to focus as narrow as possible and you know some people may think that if you focus too narrow then You're going to like rule out the other. That's completely false. When you focus narrow, you become the experts in that field. So my focus is Arlington condos. And now everyone knows me as the Arlington condo guy. So that was my focus, focus away on condos. And obviously it gets to a point where you can only do so many videos on condos before you run out of condos. So then I moved on to um, like subdivision, single family house neighborhoods. And um, to be honest, it took me a while to get to 100 subscribers. It took a very long time. And I was wondering what was happening. And then I started doing more broad videos, more general first time homebuyer videos. And as soon as I did first time buyer videos, um, things kind of hockey sticked and uh, exploded on the channel, if you will. Um, and that's for obvious reasons, right? Like maybe a hundred times more people are searching for first-time homebuyer tips than some you know, random 50-unit condo building um, in Arlington. So I think when it comes to starting a YouTube channel, um, growing a YouTube channel, you really need to think about your audience. My audience is people looking for Arlington VA real estate, and then it's also um, first-time homebuyers who... Many of them um, reach out to me for um, agents in their city and then I can just go ahead and refer them to an agent in whatever city that they're in.
2: Right, yeah, man, that's great advice. Figuring out who you want to target and then trying to create that content uh, so that they will find it and consume it and hopefully then follow you and engage in some way, whatever that is. Because the referral thing is just as powerful as gaining a client out of one of those relationships.
0: Yeah. And it's not just, Hey, I watched your video 10 seconds ago and now I want to buy a million dollar condo. Like it doesn't usually work like that. It usually works like they watch a video a year ago and then they see an Instagram ad six months ago and then they get a direct mail flyer a month ago. And then they see me at an open house and they say, Oh, I watched your videos and Instagram. And I think I got your mail. And I like, I see you everywhere. And I know you're the guy I'm not ready yet, but like, I'm going to call you when I'm ready. And you know, there's so many agents out there that only do one thing. They only do referrals, they only do open houses, they only do this. And I think with video marketing, it gives a face and a voice to the brand. And a lot of agents want to plaster their face over everything. Mm-hmm. But you still don't know a lot about that agent. You don't know their energy level. You don't know their vibes. You don't know what kind of personality they have when it's just their face and they guarantee that they're going to sell your house or um, they can do it at half a percent or whatever it may be. What I've found is that when clients come to me after watching my YouTube videos it's literally the exact type of clients I want to work with. Um, they're, they're friendly, they're smart, they're funny, they're easy to talk to, they're not jerks, they're not going to beat me up on commission. Like if I were to pick them out of a lineup, that would be the exact person I want to work with and the reality is I could probably get more clients cold calling, expired and withdrawn listings but I don't want to be that person. I don't want to call people that don't like that I don't already have a relationship with, that don't want to hear from me. Like, they didn't give me permission to call them. I mean, just think about if you're sitting at home and you just get bombarded with calls. I wouldn't want someone to market it to me that way. And there's a lot of agents that may disagree with me. I would rather um, come at it at a different angle, provide value. And when they're ready, they can come to me. Not everything needs to be a lead sign-in form or um, a cold call or an unsolicited door knock. Now, I'm not saying don't do those things because I think it's very powerful if you know like which house has a, no money, you know, a complete mortgage paid off and is like likely to sell. I think that's powerful. But I think what's also powerful is really value-added content with no expectations in return,
2: yeah man, absolutely, and I you know it's totally true the value add um, bringing forward something of you know that's inspiring that's helpful that gives them a tool, and then you know if you structure it in such a way that maybe they have a relationship with somebody, they go and talk to that person like, "Hey, well, I heard this was a thing, and then you know, now that they're having a very critical conversation with that relationship, they're going to be thinking about you. And so, if that falters, who are they going to come to on the second shot, you know? So, exactly. Yeah. It's all frustrating. Of
0: it. Yeah. Go ahead. It's frustrating, too, because, you know, I'll go to these condo buildings and I'll, you know, maybe be doing an open house for um, my mentor, um, Sean Battle, who I was talking about earlier, uh, because I didn't have any deals going on. And, you know, another owner will be in the uh, elevator and they'll say, oh, you're the, the YouTube guy. I'm like, yeah, like, thanks for watching my videos. And they're like, yeah, I, um, you know, was watching it and it really helped me when I uh, purchased my condo, you know, six months ago. And I'm just thinking, what is going on? Like, why didn't you call, like, but at the same time, that's kind of selfish of me because the reality is a lot of these people they already have established relationships with another agent or more likely they're a relocation client who didn't have a choice and it's only that because that realtor did it at half the price and is paying that reload company for that lead. But I think like you just said, in the long term, the referrals are there when the client sees the value.
2: Totally. Well, I would be uh, not doing my job if we didn't dig in just to, for a second on sort of the tactical stuff here. Um, a lot of people are probably listening. And they're like, yo, Hans, Matt, I got it. Like put some content out there, maybe start a YouTube channel for my business, uh, put values forward first. But like, I don't even have more than an iPhone. You know, how the heck am I going to make something that someone's actually going to watch? And I would love to hear your input on just sort of the quality and the equipment side of it. Cause I hear that all the time when I talk about podcasting or videos or any of it.
0: Yeah. Um, the first thing when I'm making a video, I'm not going for perfection. I'm going for progress. My highest quality videos, some of them, they don't resonate with my audience because they're too clean. They're too crisp. Some of the videos that have the most views, the most watch time, um, the most engagement are videos where I stutter, where the lighting is off, where the microphone is screwed up, the audio is messed up. People don't resonate with perfection; they don't relate to it. I think they relate more to a genuine video. So if you know if your if your hand is shaking like just a little bit, that's okay. I, I think what happens is we compare ourselves to someone who is way along in the process, like further along. Like I can't remember if I was talking to you or someone else, but um, someone said that they went back and watched uh, my first couple of videos and then felt much better about themselves and their videos. And when I heard that, I was like, I don't know if I should be like offended, but like that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't offended, but it's true. Like don't compare your day one with someone else's year five. You know, I love all these creators out there and I follow all these like YouTube videographers and they have like the most insane edits and then I just get depressed. You know, I'm just like, why can't I do that? What am I even doing? But I'm not there yet. And I don't have to be there either. What I have to make is a value added video where I'm talking and I'm engaging and I'm sharing something helpful. And our phones, you know, I'm on an Android, so I hope you and your audience don't judge me too hard. (laughs) Uh, You know, I got the green chat bubbles and everything. Uh, But our phones are super powerful. They're so, the cameras are ridiculous on these phones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the audio is is not bad either, but you can get a, a, you know, lavalier mic for 25 bucks off Amazon. So in terms of barriers to entry, the barriers to entry is to turn on your phone and press record. What I like about video marketing is it's free. It's literally free. You know, no one's selling you Zillow ads where you need to, you know, sign up for a yearly subscription or, you know, this isn't a startup company where you have to take a huge risk. The risk is talking and putting yourself out there. You're betting on yourself. You're not reaching into your pocketbook. You're reaching into your pocket to grab your phone. You already have a camera. You already have a studio. Um, all it takes is just
2: betting on yourself. Yeah, man. Super, super well said. I really appreciate you outlining that because it's funny. I'm on your channel as we're talking, and you've got a video that's got almost 700,000 views, two years old, first-time homebuyer mistakes, and it's 15 minutes long, and it's basically you standing in front of a wall talking. Now, admittedly, you're an engaging guy. You have some pretty funny anecdotes in there, and, and it's entertaining, but. It's you talking to a camera for 15 minutes about first time home buying mistakes.
0: I got to jump in there. I can't watch that video for more than 20 seconds. Um, (laughs) No, going back to the start of this, um, what I was saying earlier is you need to be authentic and you need to be genuine and you need to be yourself. And that video is a perfect example of me Not being yourself, because if if you look at the comments, half of them say that I'm screaming, which I am, and no, I wasn't doing any drugs, which is what the other half of the comments uh, will say. But what I was doing, I was watching other YouTubers, and I was thinking that I had to be like them. And while it's true that you can pick and choose, you know, different styles and different characteristics, ultimately you want your own voice because. That's what's going to resonate with your tribe and your community. If you try to be someone else, it's going to come off as inauthentic and people will know that you're just acting. So that video is kind of a dichotomy to me because I kind of like showing people that it has that many views, but I don't want them to watch it either.
2: Got it. Well, dude, I totally appreciate you breaking that down for us. And I agree with you, the authenticity. And as long as you view something like this as a long-term play, Um, and you're consistent with it, just like a podcast, just like a blog, just like a social media strategy. I literally have my paper up to show what I'm posting on what day, the consistency and the authenticity start. And then the quality starts to go up from there. Yeah. Um, Dude, I want to thank you for your time and want to respect the rest of your day. So I'm going to transition us over to the focus five, which is the same five questions I ask every guest on every show. Are you ready? Yes. First question, what book have you gifted most often? Ooh, uh,
0: good question. Well, um, I think the books that I'm really into right now are by Jocko Wilnick. Um, So one of the the main books is The Dichotomy of Leadership. Um, And just real briefly, um, this one strikes a chord to me because like a lot of real estate agents, I like doing things myself. And I think that um, I need to do it or else it's not getting done, or else it doesn't get done right. And, uh, you know, a lot of agents, the issue becomes scaling. And if you're just starting out, maybe you wish that to be your issue. But what you'll find is that you're running around town doing really menial tasks, doing things like taking lockboxes down, putting signs up, putting a flyer in a property. And I think the dichotomy of leadership is a really good book for those individuals who are looking to understand how they can leverage their business and spend less time and make more money.
2: Well said, man. Love it. If you could get an hour of somebody's time past or present live or dead and ask as many questions as you wanted, who would that person be and why? Oh, that's a good question.
0: Um, Right now, I, I'm finding myself um, very intrigued by the Civil War. Um, and I'm not going to tell you um, whose biography I'm listening to right now because it might be kind of controversial, but um, the answer is Abraham Lincoln. Um, I And I've just thought of that on the spot, but I think with everything that he had going on um, at such a dividing time in our era and you know there's no way that you could compare that era to this era everything is so divisive in politics today i mean just imagine how divisive it was when the nation wanted to fight each other so maybe it's a little bit of recency bias going on and we all saw what happened to abe lincoln of course um you know after the fact so um abe lincoln honest Abe's my answer there
2: what is one thing that you believe that most people would disagree with you on
0: this is probably my hottest take, um, and I'm not sure how I feel sharing it out loud, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, I don't really like eating. Mm. Yeah, so like, I think eating is kind of a waste of time. I like breaking bread with people. Um, I like having dinner with my girlfriend, but you know, the hour I spend making breakfast, the hour I spend eating lunch... Um, time going out for lunch, time going out for breakfast. It's just like a lot of time wasted, if you will. If if I'm by myself, I would rather just like somehow be full throughout the entire day. I know I sound like a psychopath and I hope this question (laughs) was set up so your entire audience can think that I'm a psychopath and everyone can disagree with me. But I think eating by yourself is a colossal waste of time and I'd rather spend
2: that time working. Love it. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Speaking of efficiency, how do you start your day? I start my day by, um, getting up, um,
0: drinking 32 ounces of water and stretching. So I am not getting any younger tomorrow. I turn the big three zero turning 30 tomorrow. Congratulations. uh, Thank you. My body's not getting any younger. Um, and you know I'm sitting in my chair all day, and you know sitting in the car all day, sitting in meetings all day. And um, water and stretching are highly underrated.
2: Agreed. And uh, Matt, this has been awesome. Really appreciate you taking the time. What is the best place online we can connect with you? So I hang out
0: on Instagram a lot. You can find me at the Matt Layton on Instagram. And then I'd be remiss uh, if I didn't say that you could find me on youtube as well youtube.com slash the matt
2: i'm going to link to both the instagram and the youtube pages down in the show notes so guys you can connect down there see what he's got going on on both platforms and connect say what's up matt thank you so much for being on the show today really appreciate your time you've really brought a ton of value uh and just want to wish you all the best and stay safe out there thanks man appreciate it likewise to you as well And that wraps it up for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want to connect with Matt, uh, he's pretty active over on Instagram at the Matt Layton. And same thing on YouTube. Uh, Just type in Matt Layton, you'll find his channel. Uh, He has a ton of great content for you, whether you're looking to buy or sell in the Arlington, Virginia neighborhoods or areas, um, or if you're just looking for a good example of someone to follow, uh, he's your guy. So head over to those platforms and connect with him there. Also down in the show notes is my social media stuff as well as my Calendly link. So if you want to hop on a quick calling, just get to know me a little better. I would love to continue to get to know who's listening better. Uh, So feel free to fill that out at your leisure. Let's connect and uh, let's have a chat. Let's get to know one another. So without any further ado, uh, we're going to go ahead and sign it off for today. So this is Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play. And remember to make every chapter better than the last.
1: Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. Reach out to Hans at Chief S-N-A-H on Instagram and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play.